Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, bringing you another episode of the podcast. This is episode 69, and I'm joined by none other than the man, the myth, the Toastmasters legend of ASML, Sean Bennett tonight. We're bringing you another Maintaining Momentum episode here as our Q3 spotlight and this is this is a big one stress management ladies and gentlemen listeners around the world we see you we hear you and we want you to know that we care about you so tonight we're dedicating this entire episode to stress management to bring the best out of you and me and Sean and no matter where you are this is going to be some next level stress management so we hope you get a lot out of it sean how are we doing tonight doing doing good as always having a good week of work i'm doing another speech for toastmasters tomorrow so shout out to any of my asmo coworkers out there i'm looking forward to giving this one i've got some cool pictures this week to show off so i know i know i'm i'm pretty excited and uh i'm i'm really excited about our topic tonight i think that this is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I, I look forward to hearing from you and learning some of your techniques, and I'm just excited to get started. Well, we are going to go with with full throttle, pedal to the floor like we always do, but first, we got to talk through some of our favorite things, and that's, uh, you got some upcoming traveling. Oh, uh, yeah. You're, you're going to Hawaii. Uh, is, are all the logistics squared away? You're You're still... You're, you're counting the days at this point? I'm, I'm counting the days. We've got the place booked. We've got the airfare booked. We already have our itinerary sort of planned for the entire trip. We're going to play it a little loosey-goosey, but we have some oh. of the, the hit places we want to hit saved to our, our Google uh, Google. You got the Google lists? Group. Yeah, Google lists going. So I'm really excited. List. We'll be out in Oahu in October, and uh, we're already planning on doing hiking, swimming, everything you can possibly do out in Oahu for a week. So dancing, uh, yeah. luauing, luauing. This, this will be our first non-football vacation <laughs> really since we started dating. So you've got to, you've got to clue the listeners in on your ongoings with the football vacations. Yeah. So we, we try and do at least one football game a year from our goal is to see a game at every NFL stadium. So this year we decided, you know what? We both have a lot going on in our lives, work, everything. So instead of doing sort of like a working trip where we're, we have this one day planned around football and then the rest is kind of figuring it out, we're just going to do a full week in Hawaii. We're going to have drinks, food, sand between our toes, and enjoying the water. So um, I'm very excited to have this long trip. That's that's awesome, man. So a full week. Yep, wow. full week. Yep, full seven days in Oahu. Oh my gosh, that that is that is special. So good luck on that. That's oh man, a week with your toes in the sand. It's there's toes nothing better. No, no, my ties on the beach. I I cannot wait. You have no idea. Oh, well, another big thing happening, Sean, is it is Shark Week for all you shark lovers out there. Uh, maybe you get your toes in the sand and get out to the ocean. <laughs> it is the. Uh, Memorative. You know, it started in 1988. I didn't no realize that. No way. Yeah. yeah. I, I had found no idea. Out. 
So that that's kind of a neat little thing. And so I'm watching it with my kids and it's kind of like, you know, Discovery Channel just gets taken over. It's the Shark mm-hmm. Week takeover. Yes. And so we the first one we clicked on, it was like Sharks Gone Wild kind of thing. And they were just recounting all the dumb things that people had done with sharks over the last 20 years. I mean, okay. they were just ripping through highlights. And, and they were all... I finally had to turn it off when one of them was these two guys wanted to get in the ocean with a bunch of juvenile bull sharks with calves exposed and go figure dude gets his leg eaten into. And, and at that point I just, I had to just, I'm like, all right, I know shark week. This was not educational. This was like my children might have nightmares and never go into the ocean if they, if we continue watching these uh, dummies, like what? Natural Bull sharks? Selection. Natural selection is what we're finding I, out there. He's like, it's crazy. They're going around my legs. He just his dorsal fin, and it's like, well, dude, what what were you doing? I didn't even. I, I turned it off. I said, babe, this is we're going to another episode. So we went to another one. Um. Anyway, so listeners out there, hopefully you're celebrating and you aren't uh, showing your kids shark week or at least that episode because man that was that was a little too intense um and then of course we have to <laughs> we have to keep going with the record listeners last time you heard us it, it was day 18 or 19 of of the heat wave and uh we are now up to day 26 a week has gone it gone by since the last recording and uh we're we have not stopped and i i told sean this last episode and Sean, let me tell you, I um, I I had one that was for the for all the marbles. It felt like so. I I my wife is out. She was taking a little time off, um, uh, away from us. That's what I mean okay. by time off. She she took a little weekend, um, and so she came back Saturday midday. And I didn't normally right now. I ride in the morning because that avoids heat. Mm-hmm. But there are times when you have to you know strap on the the gear and go out in the middle if you want to get your ride in. So yep. I wanted to get my ride in because, you know, it's it's tradition to get the ride in on the weekend. That's one of my ways of stress management. And, uh, well, this one was was just a little bit too much, let me tell you. Uh, Saturday, went out at about 3.45, and it was 1.15. Oh. And um, went for an hour ride. At eight, 18 miles, or it was like 19 miles. And I will tell you, that was probably one of, that is by far, I titled the ride No Joke because, and, and it's rare for me to say, yeah, that one almost, almost killed me. But that yeah. was, that was the one that I just, it, it by the time I was coming around the bend, I'm like, I am ready to be just done. They're all the fun. There was no fun. It was so hot. It's like being in a sauna for an hour straight and working out. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, not so. I, one, I don't recommend it, listeners. To prepare for something like that, I, I was hydrating all day, Sean, because I knew that I wanted to go for a ride. Super, super smart. And then like I did the salt about. pill pregame as well. So okay. I, you know, I, 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 I give the extra dose. And it still wasn't enough. I had two water bottles with me. And I went through both in in less than an hour. I mean, it's Thank just, God. it's unbelievable. But we're still going, listeners. Twenty six days straight. 
Yesterday, it actually dropped to 112, and it was like, oh, I didn't sweat as much on my way home. And then today, it was back up to 115. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, the three degrees makes such a difference. It is unbelievable. I, I keep saying in my mind, having these like dialogues and laughing to myself, but three degrees at that heat makes a world of difference. And it's like, what? Anyway, uh, that's enough time dedicated to the 26-day heat streak. And I hope it really, I hope it snaps soon because this is just ridiculous. Uh, and I don't know if we, I don't, I, where are we at? Where, where are we at? What, when is it going to, it's, it, we, we've got four more days left, Sean. Sunday could be the break. So we'll see. Wish us luck. More, more power to you. I'm, I'm, it's like 91 today when I'm going from work and I was absolutely struggling. So more power to you. Well, you know, it's all par for the course out here in, uh, in Phoenix HQ. Uh, all right, listeners. So without, without further ado, we're going to go through our social media. Uh, we do have a number of ways you can reach out to us. We, we have a Gmail account. We love it. Uh, it's how to hobby podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us directly and give us feedback on our episodes. Give us real-time feedback. It's amazing. You can also do that via the app that you're listening to this content on uh, by giving us a five-star review on Spotify. We've we've received a few of those. We thank you, listeners. And um, following the show is also highly appreciated. And if you share it, I mean, that is the golden the golden star on on, on top of a of a of a well-rostered how-to hobby listenership profile you get the golden star for sharing our show so thanks in advance that's all i'm going to say uh we do have some how to hobby instagram and twitter accounts and that's at how to hobby podcast um so follow us on there we 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 have more and more content coming out on the instagram we do live stories from time to time when i'm doing something crazy sean is going out doing some trail seeking um and then we have a website that we love. It's howtohobbypodcast.com. And I have some great things. I'm coming. I'm actually in the process, Sean, of developing my my gear list slash mainly I've been focusing on the food list recently for the mm-hmm. Wyoming trip coming up this year. So that's the end of, of August. And and so I'm gonna be putting I'm the plan is to put all of this data up there for you guys in our in our blog section of the website so i might i'll I'll be uh putting that up there to again just show you like what i'm going through as i'm prepping for a big hike i get my lists out and i get really nerdy with it so it's it's great times so yeah sean let's let's dive into stress management tonight uh this is a big one and one that i think we're we're definitely excited about so uh as we've been doing we're going to talk through what's next um the next level tools and finish off with next level thinking. That's the way we've been structuring these in Q3. It's been, it's been going well, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you uh, are enjoying this new Q3 block uh, of, of the show, please, please give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it on the, on the Gmail account. So first, Sean, we got a preface. Stress isn't bad. And that is the, that's the thing we just want to start with here. And I think you 
you I'm sure you have a, a wonderful way of buttoning this up for the listeners. Yeah. So there is a common misconception that stress is this evil thing and you need to find every way in your life to mitigate all stress. You should never feel stress. And I think that that is just the wrong way of going about stress. Stress exists for a reason. It is what allowed us our our cultures, our, our people to survive as long as they did. Stress is what gets the tasks done. Stress is what you go out and get food. You survive the lion attack. Like stress, the cortisol and those those fight or flight some, hormones. Some people didn't, Sean, though. Some people, I know, I know. But the people <laughs> listening, our, our ancestors did. So they had the right levels of stress. But right. stress, stress exists for a reason. It is for us to get motivated or it is for us to do or something or act. And so the key is it's okay to feel stress as long as you are managing your stress. And we're gonna be talking through tonight what that means and some of our tips for how to manage stress effectively coming from two guys who at various points in our life have definitely felt stress. I mean, like that pure panic, oh my God, there's so much happening. How do I manage all this? Uh, we, we've both been there. So we're going to use some of our examples from what we've done in the past, but just got to put it out there. Stress isn't bad. Unmanaged stress is bad. That's right. And, and so now we'll, we'll talk through, that's kind of the, the overarching thread that we want to continue and, and you to understand prior upfront about the way that we're talking through this and how it's really, this is next level thinking regarding stress and how we maintain momentum with managing these feelings that are are very natural. Uh, they're they're part of who we are, and it's all about using them to react, create action, create momentum to push you forward. So, what's next, listeners? You may be asking this. First, one of our one of the most important ways to get ahead of this is do things for you. And Sean and I, throughout the show, have talked at length about our hobbies, clearly, but but really what they mean for us and what they are to us. Doing things for you is the key here to maintaining stress. You can't go out and just do things for other people all the time and not and and be stress free. You are, if you continually say yes and do everything that everybody else asks you without any balancing out to that counterweight, you will be tanked. You'll be swimming with the lions. And 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 in this dream, yes, lions they swim. That's that's what we're talking about here. It's it's a nightmare. So, do things for you. This includes picking hobbies, picking trips. And again, there are thousands of hobbies out there listeners you could be a professional curler or a you know pick pick anything and that's that's going to bring you joy that's what we mean by do things for you i'm not going to put a a label on it because it's up to you to figure out what that thing is now this one's going to sound kind of funny but it's very important and that and that's listen to your gut your second mind, your stomach, always has an a, a major thing to say regarding stress and anxiety. So, and, and you know, if you're, if you're looking at ways to also help in this area, last week's episode is perfect. 
because episode 68, we went through next level nutrition and getting your nutrition in check actually is huge for mitigating your stress because you're not thinking about, oh no, what do I have to eat today? And, and there's that because a lot of times, again, when we, when we really come down to brass tacks, the stomach has a lot to say about how you're feeling and about how your stress is, is being fluctuated throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So Sean, do you have anything to add there on that one? I know that's kind of a, that's a, that's an important one. I, I absolutely agree with that. Listen to your gut. And I think this goes both ways. Listen to your gut in terms of physically, like pay attention to your gut because your gut will tell you stress affects your inner system more than people think it does. You can do all of the nutrition right, but if you're not handling your stress, it's still going to cause you to have problems, heartburn, all kinds of stomach ulcer issues. Like it's going to happen. Cortisol will, will wreck your system, but also listen to your gut. I like to think of this in more of the ethereal way of if your gut is telling you some to do something or that something is wrong, pay attention to it when it comes to your stress. Oh, well, and that, and that's so good. Second mind for a reason. It's yep. going to pinpoint to something that you you have to think more about, listeners. And I think that's what we're going for here is it's it's a good indicator up front. And yep. the next level thinking is figuring out what that indicator is saying for you and what changes you need to make. So this is another big one. Strong, identify and establish a strong separation between work and play. Again, we're going to be working for the rest of our lives. So we got to get this one up front. The next level thinking here about stress management is the separation between working and then when that transition takes place between work to then the play. And and I I don't even I wouldn't consider it play all the time. I guess what I what I would even say Sean is that for myself personally, it's when I'm getting off work, I better separate and get mentally prepared so that I'm able to then go to my next job, which is being a full-time parent Yep. or, you know, part in my, I guess in my type, my case, part-time, but to, you know, support the family when I come home, be in a happy mood, be able to, you know, not snap at my children. These are very important things that I need to think about as a parent prior to coming home. And that's one of the reasons why I've chose to set up my life around commuting because Mm -hmm. when I have a time to detox from work and not just jump right back into my car and get stressed out on the road and frustrated by traffic and then get out of the car and then get frustrated at my wife and kids or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Yep. Uh, having that time of relaxation mentally, even if it's in 115 degrees is necessary for me. And it's been huge listeners as, as I've set up my professional to personal work-life balance. So yeah, that's, that's a, that's a huge one. Wholeheartedly agree that, and that's something that I've struggled with in the past is setting that distinction. I, my last job, I know we've talked about it before. I was bringing a significant amount of the stress home with me. It started affecting my relationships. It started affecting my friendships. It got to a point where people were kind of starting to cut me off because I was bleeding that that negativity into their lives and they didn't want to deal with that stress. 
and I was doing a really, really bad job. And I had to have that snap to moment to like, oh my God, I'm affecting other people besides just myself. But yeah, I mean, having that separation, I don't have the luxury of having the a more enjoyable commute. For me, it is driving. But what I do on my drives is it's one of two things. I am either on the phone with Kate probably while I'm driving and enjoying having a conversation with her, or I am listening to something that brings me joy and that will bring me out of the stress of the traffic. I can either listen to a really good podcast or I can listen to a really good playlist that I've got going on Spotify. Like I I have a routine, a, a set thing that I do to separate the two. And that is super, super crucial to have that separation. Oh, man, that's so good. And I'm glad that, again, listeners, that's this is the do things for you part of this. Yes. Everybody's going to be unique. Uh, and, and, and again, just really sink your teeth into that idea that we, that we talked about up front in the what's next section. So finally here, our fourth and final thing with, with what's next is set goals. So it's very important to set up sprints within your daily tasking, whatever your job is and whatever your vocation is that you are doing on this earth, setting up where you want to be. Sean and I were just talking about what we want to have happening in 2024 for the show. You know, this this is a perfect showing of it, it's enjoyable mentally. It's refreshing to be able to talk through and it, it, whether it's alone or with somebody else, but, but saying and putting to, to paper, Hey, I'm going to have this done by this date. Yep. And Hey, I'm going, even if you miss it, it's, I think there's something to the fact of just taking, I've been huge, Sean, ever since I read, um, uh, um, the guy from Miss, Miss Adam Savage's book. Yep. And I've talked about it before. Um, he was, he was a big list guy and he did the, the specific method of making boxes. And so you never end up destroying your, you don't actually annihilate your note. You don't like mm-hmm. cross through it or anything. Yep. You, you always, you, you just have a checkbox on the side that you fill in when you complete it. And that way you still get to see everything you've done. But, um, anyway, I've adopted that post reading his book and it's just been so good to really see the many things that like every single day, if it's important enough, you write it down and, and you knock it off the list. And once you get into the rhythm with it, man, you're just, you're flying. You're, you're really mm-hmm. able to, to make a lot of um, meaningful steps forward. And, and it's stress relieving because again, you're, you're taking what that mental capacity would have been for keeping that task at the front of your mind and putting it somewhere else to, and that's what he talks about in the book is yep. that it's it's this amazing act of using containers for things, junk drawers almost, for so that you don't have to be bogged down by those thoughts anymore. And I like that. It, it's it's been great, man. I, I like that. I've I've tried implementing something like that. I have a, that little journal that I've talked about before. And I do it where it's a page essentially. That page is this day's thoughts. And the next page doesn't have to be anything related to the page before. It's just oh, kind of okay. like day day by day type thing. And that has helped me because I, I feel that journaling and doing this really helps me. 
but I sometimes feel like I spend so much time worrying about how I want to organize my thoughts that I don't actually do it and like put my thoughts on paper. So for this book, I decided I'm not going to worry about how it's organized. I'm just going to start splurging stuff onto paper and then let it kind of organize itself as I go through and practice. So I, 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 I like the boxes. It's a good idea. Well, that's, that's great, man. I, again, there, there's plenty of ways to skin the cat here. And, and I think it's just important to, whether you're writing them down or not, set goals listeners and, and attempt to not only just set goals, but attach a date to that goal so that you're mentally trying to work towards something and you will be relieved by once you start being the one who's putting the deadlines for yourself all the other deadlines work themselves out because you've taken control. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Like when you get ahead of a deadline and you do all the, the, the work up front to be diligent about it so that by the time the actual deadline comes around, man, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just unbelievable. So let's dive into the, that's our what's next. We're, we're now going to dive into our next level tools. And this is one that Sean and I are big on. uh, And we were talking about it before the show. But don't let yourself wake up and go to sleep thinking and dwelling about these personal or work-related issues. And this is a huge part of maintaining the stress, listeners. If you are... you You can talk to psychologists. You can talk to... Or, you know, listen to psychologists, I guess. Not many people have, you know, just psychologists on speed dial. Um, But they're going to tell you what is the first or ask you, what is the first thing you're thinking about? And what is the the last thing you're thinking about every day? That is a huge part of what you are identifying and thinking about. And holding is, I think, the most important thing in your life at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for freeing yourself from stress and anxiety. So, yeah, Sean, anything anything to add there in terms of, you know, techniques that maybe you use or uh, to, to I, I guess I just want to wrap, walk through the framework for this because I think it's so important. But Yep, yep, absolutely important. I've, I've struggled with this in the past, especially the going to bed part. That was something that I was, I'm, I'm historically really bad at, you know, I'm one of those people that about 10 o'clock I'm going to sleep is when all of a sudden all of my thoughts hit for what I have to do for the rest of the day. And when I have those, I call them episodes and I have those episodes, I grab my phone or my journal and I blurt everything out that I'm thinking of because usually it's thoughts like, oh, I can't forget to do this tomorrow. Oh, I can't forget to send this email. I can't forget to set up this meeting, whatever it is. I jot it down on my phone and that way when I get to work in the morning, I can go, oh yeah, there were three things I was thinking about last night I need to make sure I do today. So that has been really helpful for me. The waking up, not thinking about your issues is something that's going to take practice. Yeah, You can do certain things when it's work-related stress. I do on my phone for Teams and for Outlook, I have them snoozed until 7 a.m. That way, if I usually get up about 5.30, that way between 5.30 when I'm getting ready, I'm into the office at 7. At 7, my phone unlocks, 
and I start getting message notifications. That way, you know, especially I, you work with a lot of people in Europe. I don't want to be waking up to 17 emails that they're all upset about something. And that's the first thing I do when I look at my phone. When it comes to other personal issues that you might be having, you could do things like if it's on your phone, I have do not disturb turned on from 8.30 p.m. until 6 a.m. Do not disturb. No one can get a hold of me unless they're calling me. I don't see texts, emails, anything unless I, I want that. to. That has worked really well. Uh, I really like you had talked about this when we were talking about planning for this episode. And it's we need to vent. Venting is part of stress management. You need to get the words out. You need to be able to to stress relief, right? That is important, especially if you have a partner in your life that is willing to listen to you vent. That is super, super nice to have and important. The issue is that people will sometimes get home from work and then vent and then vent and then vent and then vent and then bedtime, get up the next morning and then vent and then vent. And they're not putting time constraints on this venting. Venting is good but you need to limit how much you're doing that one for yourself and two, because your partner does not want to listen to you vent 24 <laughs> hours a day. I promise you that. So pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. So a good way to do that is to give yourself a time limit to vent. You know, when you first, first get home, focus on your family, right? You and your family. Yep. And then say after dinner from six to seven, this is my window to vent. If I have anything to vent about, this is when it's going to happen. If I don't have anything to vent about, cool, we can just move on. But by seven o'clock, no more venting. You are not allowed to talk about anything. Can't talk about work, can't talk about stress, meetings, no matter what it is, venting is over. You are focusing on yourself or you're focusing on your partner or your family. Give yourself those hard deadline constraints and that will super help with you trying to not go to bed thinking about your issues or wake up thinking about your issues. Yeah, and Sean, I I love what you're saying here. I think it's really making me realize how many things I've done to protect this and what what I call sacred time, the mm-hmm. the the first part of the day and then most importantly like I I can totally relate to you. When you're going to have these episodes is most likely going to be pre-sleep because yeah. it's that's just a natural yeah and it's like a natural progression so you know i've done similar things in in my own in my own routine like i just turn off the phone i just i don't even do the do not disturb i just turn it Mm -hmm. off every night um one thing we talked about a little bit before the show as well is avoiding stimulants during your sacred time again prior to bed you know post waking up right away i mean like it's very important, I, and I guess especially right before bed, because you don't want to ramp yourself up unless it's a way that's going to bring you joy or bring you stress relief. Like I have yep. had to work through um, for a time there when we were having my young children, they, my my sleep schedule was all over the place. The only time where I could actually work out and kind of like relieve or or you know actively do workouts was right before bed. And I sort of got used to it. And I know a lot of people that that would not work for them. But for me, I was able to kind of adapt to it. And it does give me um, sort of a relief from stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, avoiding things like caffeine and, and even alcohol right before bed is it can be a crucial game changer because those things have a tendency to make our minds alter slightly 
and yep. and get more excited and or you know down and uh you know uppers and downers listeners we 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 don't need to go through all of this here but there you can look it up online um but yeah this is a big one so one of the ways that I combat it Sean is in the morning I like to to meditate I'm a I'm I'm a Christian I think most people have, uh, I've talked about this through the, but I read my Bible when I wake up in the morning and that is one of my ways of, of meditating and, and really setting myself up for success, uh, for the day, whatever the day may bring. And it Mm -hmm. keeps, it's just a natural way for me to be intentional about something that's outside of myself and think about others as well for a moment and, and not think about work and myself you know it's it's a very thank you for these things yep. being being content even if you're not a believer just taking a minute to think about wow i'm so grateful to one maybe have a job i i that i have money that i have food on my table uh that i have i mean you can really go down the list of a car that works yep you a, know, a trick that i've learned from I took a class called Adonis Masculinity last year. And one of the tricks that he did was just on a piece of paper, write out, handwrite or type it out and then print it. Just five things that you're grateful for and then tape it to your wall and wake up every morning and look at that and repeat that. And if something changes, there's something that's more important to you, you're you're more grateful for, reprint it out, rewrite it down. And the the point here is to take the at a minimum 30 seconds and just think about the good things that are happening no matter how much bad there is there's always something good and that's the the coolest yeah. part there's something good no matter how bad everything is there's something there think about it and and i think meditating is can be difficult i've struggled in the past of trying to do meditation but mm. it's something that i've continued to stick with and continue trying to do just finding the right thing that works for me. You know, this person works for this person, didn't work for me. Try a different one. Worked for this person, didn't mm. work for me. And it's been a, a journey of trying to figure that out. But through that, I've read books, I've listened to podcasts, I've read articles talking about the different benefits of taking that time, even three minutes, just three minutes every morning. If you just sit there and spend mm. three minutes not talking to anybody, eyes closed, just thinking, it will benefit you greatly. So yes, be, be meditative when you, in the morning and if you can before bed. That's, it's so great, Sean. I'm glad that we're, uh, you know, figuring out these things and having good dialogue related to these extremely important aspects of life. Like this is, this is more in-depth thoughts. So appreciate you sharing. And, uh, yeah, let's move on to our next one here, which is be recharged. So we talked through be meditative. This is now be recharged socially or, and, and in this, it can be whether you're an introvert, extrovert, it can really change what your way of recharging is. So again, this is more next level thinking, figuring out what ways do I, do I get recharged and, and how long of a duration can I actually be out with people or not be out with people to where it's a positive impact to me and how long does it take for it to become a negative impact to me these are all very good questions like everybody has their limits i'm an extreme extrovert and yet if i still spend 
20, I, I don't know, 30 hours with somebody, I'm, I'm probably going to be at my limit at that point. Yep. So you, again, it's, it, you really need to be thinking about what are the ways that I can, I can do this. But again, picking things, not just socially, but things that you are doing every year, every month, every day to recharge your mind. Like that's the way you need to think about it, listeners. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. and, and we've, we've w- walked through plenty of ways that Sean and I plan yearly things monthly things, weekly things, and daily things to renew ourselves. Hobbies are a huge way we do this. But again, mindsets, the way that we're thinking and jotting things down that we just talked about and be meditative, that's a daily thing that we're doing twice a day if we're doing it right. If we're really doing it in the way that we just talked about, we're doing that twice a day. So that's huge. Um, Yeah, Sean... How are some of the ways that you recharge in a, every week? I mean, what are some of your things that you could, some examples we can share with the listeners? Yep. So I am a solo recharger. I have always been, I like my social time, but I am definitely, if I could do like 10% social and 90% solo, I would be absolutely happy. That's that's my magic ratio. So okay. for me, so, solo, I, I like solo hikes. I just did a five and a half mile hike last weekend of Torrey Pines, completely nice. solo. That was my three hours of thinking through my own problems. How do I, how do I feel? What's going on? You know, I just recently had a friend pass away. Like, how am I feeling mm. about that? Am I, am I healing through that? Like doing all of that stuff, uh, I needed to do solo. So that was my recharging time. So out to outside time, hiking, walking around is a big solo thing for me. I walk at least one to two miles a day on my lunch break. I do that by myself. Uh, I do things like watching TV or listening to podcasts or listening to music. Those are other ways in which mm. I recharge myself. And and they work really, really well for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so Ali and I, speaking of another thing that we do to recharge is we do tea every night. This is just another thing that kind of brings us joy. Uh doing that together and then watching a show. Just mm-hmm. taking forty five minutes. It's usually that's what our sweet spot is every day, is or every night that we try when we're not <laughs> recording the podcast or you know, some of the other things you're doing socially, we mm-hmm. like doing that together because it's a nice, easy way to do something together in a stress-free environment. And I think it goes without saying, listeners, find somebody you enjoy spending time with. This is another, I don't want to get too into the weeds here, Sean, but like, I do feel that people sometimes are trying to, to fit a square peg in a round hole with regards to who they're spending time with. Yeah. And that in itself is stressful. So find and identify the people that you want to spend time with and listen to your gut. It goes right back to the beginning of, of the next level. What's next? Well, find that potential significant other that you feel good about and feel good about spending time with at their worst. And you'll, you'll be a lot better off for it. So yeah. and, And our last one here, Sean is be hydrated. So First thing I do every single morning as part of my routine is either pre or post my meditation, I am drinking water, a big full glass of water. I I have a water bottle that I keep next to my bed. 
I usually drink before I go to bed and then after. But it goes without saying, especially out here right now, I could probably drink two water bottles and be more than fine doing that because I've lost a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely dehydrated when I wake up. I'm sitting here chugging water right now. It's not even that hot here. But yeah, you're right. Be be hydrated. This plays really well into the listen to your gut section too of the what's next because being dehydrated will affect your mood, which will drastically affect how you handle stress. If you are dehydrated, it puts significant physical stress on your body. Your heart rate is going to go up. Your blood pressure is going to go up. You are going to be struggling to think potential brain fog is one of the first things of dehydratedness is brain fog. If you're battling, battling brain fog, and then now somebody throws a problem at you, you're not in the best position to be able to handle that in a smart way. So we're going to probably say on every episode because it's that friggin' important, (laughs) but be friggin' hydrated. And, and, and it, there's not really much more than that to say about it. Listeners, like it is going to be something we cover a lot here because when it comes to the high level mental processes, the next level, that is what separates a lot of people. And it's unfortunate because it's, we, we, we talked about it last week in the next level nutrition, but again, it, it, it still lends itself here. If you're constantly stimulated whether it be you're going from high-level high energy drinks from the morning to then drinking alcohol at night to then, you know, when are you ever able to come back to a baseline and let alone be hydrated in that? I mean, you're, you're just barely getting through the day and then you're supposed to go and do it all over again. That is stress in itself on your body outside of mental stress. That's just physical stress that your body is having to cope with consistently. And, and again, there are good and bad stresses. You need to me going out and riding on Saturday. That was on the borderline of a good and bad stress. Now I did do it in a safe way. I hydrated before I went out in 115 and rode for an hour. And I, I did wear Sean, my, my heart rate tracker, just in case like heat stroke, there, there are definite signs like that, that you can, one is one being an elevated heart rate. Like that's just stress physical mm-hmm. stress right off the bat. But if you do these things in one in moderation, but two in a way that is uh, smart and being hydrated, you can get away with some close calls. That was right on the borderline of me being any longer. It would not have been good, but it yeah. was right at the sweet spot of, okay, I I'm okay. Now I can get more water and, and, and come back to nominal, get inside, get cold. But identifying what is a good level of stress and what is a bad level. And and those are going to be important ways for you to push forward into this management. You are your manager here and we want you to be a really good one. <laughs> so you're, you're definitely earning six figures here in your management role. Uh, Absolutely. You're a million, you're a millionaire manager listeners. <laughs> All right, so Sean, we got another big, big segment here. I, lo- I love this segment. What's been cooking, listeners? That is the question this week. Well, Sean and I are big into cooking. We we just in in Q three, we've decided to bring it on full time to just really talk through and have some fun. So, Sean, what was on the menu this week in the in the uh, single, the now newly uh, renovated Bennett household? Yeah, so. I made for the first time in the apartment homemade burgers. 
Oh. And this this was a really fun one for me because it's super, super simple. You know, I found an easy recipe online. I stopped at the store, picked up some ground beef and just made this amazing homemade burgers. Like they were, it was, it was one of the easiest meals I've made since I moved in other than maybe pancakes, but oh. uh, they turned out so well. And I did, I did extra seasoning. So I ad libbed a little bit on the recipe, which is one of my favorite things to do when cooking is to adjust recipes a little bit to fit you know, my personal style, you know, in the mixture, I put a little bit of ranch powder, you know, cause Ooh. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see what it's like. I use some more uh, smoked paprika, which wasn't in the, the original recipe, right? I want to get that kind of smoky ish uh, chipotle seasoning flavor. So I was just kind of playing around and they turned out really, really good. And I stuffed my face with homemade hamburgers and I, I feel I feel like I was better off by having a fully home cooked burger than if I had just gone and gotten a premium burger, threw it in, in the grill or pan or whatever, and, and reheated it. So uh, I, I that was that was me Ham, homemade hamburgers. Love, love it. Was so was this a eighty uh, twenty or the ninety ten? It was a ninety one nine actually, which is the weirdest. Whoa! <laughs> I know a ninety one. So, I didn't even know they had that. I found that Costco sells pre-frozen one pound they call them beef chubs which i think is my absolute favorite thing i've ever heard <laughs> they call them beef chubs but they're little pre-frozen one one pound oh. sausage links basically of uh, uh ground beef because it was either that or i go when i get the six pound big pack and then i freeze it myself but yeah. when i looked at it it was the exact same price per pound for the pre-packaged versus the big bulk so i was like you know what I'm going to buy the prepackaged one pound. They're already pre-frozen. All I have to do is leave it out, thaw it, make some hamburgers. So that, that was what I did. Beef beef chubs. Beef beef chubs all day. Was this tonight or was this? No, this was last night. Okay. All right. So uh, wonderful. Uh, keep beef chubbing it up with your 91.9s. Uh, this is, wow, this is such great content right now. Um, we actually had, my wife made chicken Caesar wraps tonight. Uh, it was something she, she got inspired. So it was a slow cooker. We've been really on the uh, how do we not have any heat in the house? <laughs> and um, so slow cooker it was. And yeah, it was like a Caesar dressing in the you just put the chicken Caesar dressing in there, some uh, various spices. And, and then we I did kind of like a bowl and then we had some wraps as well, mm. like some tortilla with some uh, romaine lettuce, you know, kind of a classic Caesar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah king caesar wrap situation going on there so overall very very tasty that was that was cooking it was popping off tonight in the power household and uh i was i was ready up and ready my gut was ready for the podcast tonight so i i you listen to your gut i think <laughs> i i need to get a slow cooker this is one of the things i haven't invested in yet i have the air fryer oh. i have the toaster i have the oven i have all the pans pots and everything i need i don't have a slow cooker which I feel I could, it would expand my ability to time manage better as well, get better stress management in the evening. If I can, if I know I'm going to have a more stressful day at work, whether I have a bunch of meetings, a presentation to give, whatever it might be, I can set that the day before or the day of, depending on do I need to prep the night before or do I need to be able to come home, not stress about dinner, just pull it out of the crock pot, eat it, enjoy, sit on the couch, watch TV, decompress, go for a hike, whatever it is. I, I need to start getting more into that. No, that's great, man. I uh, 
I highly recommend the slow cooker, and that's all there is to it. Good good luck on your journey. We went crockpot standard version, yep. um, but I'm sure there's plenty out there we can we can talk next episode on what's on Sean's want list. We'll find out if it makes the list next week, listeners. But this episode will be coming out on Friday at the usual time. But before we even get to that point, listeners, we got one more thing to walk through, and this is the next level thinking. We're going to talk through our last couple points here, listeners, before we shut it down. We hope you've enjoyed it. Sean, what is your next level thinking here with stress management? The When we were talking about how we wanted to, to plan this out, the first thing that popped in my head that I feel a lot of people do wrong, and this is why we want to include it in the next level thinking, is it is super, super easy to get complacent when it comes to your stress management, to just assume it's not happening, I've got it, I'll be fine, don't worry about it, like that, it's it's super easy to go, you know what, I don't need to worry about this, I'll be fine. And it's super important in your next level thinking to include how to avoid complacency, how to recognize there's a problem, because I guarantee there is. If you're somebody that's ignoring the problem, I guarantee you're having a problem recognize what's going on, use the tools and the tricks that we've talked about in the episode today. Send us some recommendations. If you have any, ask us for help. If you're like, dude, I'm, I'm struggling. Life is really crazy right now. Do you have any things, tools you might suggest that maybe we didn't talk about in the episode? Send us an email. We'll tell you the journals that we use. We'll tell you the podcasts we listen to, the tools that we've, we've managed that we couldn't fit in, in an episode today. You know, we'll, we'll be that for you, but don't share get, Spotify uh, share. albums and, exactly. and, uh, and playlists that we've yeah. curated after years of stress mitigation. My, my bangers list. That <laughs> <is> my, <laughs> Sean's bangers 23. I, I think that uh, complacency is really easy. And when it comes to you, you're going, man, I really need to get better at stress management. You've already kind of stepped over the first hurdle of recognizing there's a problem. But don't don't get complacent and don't get complacent in your partner's stress management either. This is really mm. easy to do. If say your partner is struggling, like I was struggling in my last job and it took Kate pulling me aside and saying, you're not doing a good job at managing your stress. You're not doing a good job of, of separating work and home. And you're not doing a good job making fee- me feel like you're enjoying the time with me. And we're just talking about how bad work is. You need to do something about this. If you are in that situation where your partner is is doing that, tell them because mm-hmm. they may not know. They may have become complacent and they need you to step in and go, hey, slap you around. Yeah. Wake up, wake up. You know, something snap out of it. Snap out of it. So yes, do not be complacent. No, I love that, Sean. And I mean, that's kind of leading us right as we started, we're gonna we're gonna finish where we started, which again, driving home the point that stress is not bad inherently. It is all the way that we twist it and, and use it for, for not good mentally. Like, so it kind of comes out of what Sean was talking. We got to take ownership of these feelings that we're having and establish, I call them battle plans personally. Like when, when there's a really big thing coming up at work or, or I have a challenge that I know is going to be a banger to use a, 
uh, a word. Um, something that has a real opportunity to rock my world. I am going to establish, I'm going to one, identify it. And two, establish a battle plan and stop from, from, you know, these, these are the things, the ones that literally you're getting off of work and you're still thinking about it. And then going into the weekend, you're actually having to take a detox. This has happened to me this year, Sean. I have, I have to admit it to the, to the listenership. I am not perfect at this management system yet. Uh, I am, I am definitely a millionaire manager, but I could be a trillionaire manager. And, uh, this year, a few times I had some rock my world instances with my work that was happening. And I had to, I really did have a moment over the weekend where it was like, wow, that took me a solid half a day to just detox, get, get, get back to, to nominal and, and, and one of those ways that I was doing it was establishing a battle plan saying, mm-hmm. wow, this is not good. I need to actually, and, and, and then, you know, with that, I think there's an intentionality. There are usually key players involved in getting your problem solved. So you need to contact those key players. This is yep. not a single man's game or a single woman's game. This is a very intentional, strategic battle planning session. And that's why this is the, the next level thinking, listeners. This is not, uh, we're, we're not pushing you out the door. Like this isn't your first rodeo with stress. This is, we're, we're, we're talking real stuff here. You're the strategic manager of your stress here. And that means identifying key players, identifying, identifying the multiple potential issues that are all leading to you feeling stressed, really stressed and, and tackling them and stopping. And that is, I just want to keep hammering that one home. There is a point here where you have to stop. That's the, that's why you're pulling the, the strategic level battle planning session, because the whole point is to, okay, plan's good. Wrap. We we've sat at the we've sat at the the round table. We've had the discussion. Now we act, and we stop with the stress. It is okay. Boom. Now I know exactly what I need to do. I have my plan set in place. If I don't hit it, then I'm fired, and I'm no longer the the millionaire manager. I just got demoted to back to just six figure fig, six figure man. <laughs> so. Uh, that's, that's my, my way of looking at it, Sean, when we're talking about next level thinking, any, any thoughts on that? Any too intense? No, I think it was, it's perfect. I like the word battle plan. I, I had never really used that when I was talking about, you know, the things that were causing me stress, but I think that it's a good idea. It's essentially setting goals. Like we talked about in the, in the what's next and then sticking to your goals and, you know, going after them really hard and being proactive, not being complacent. That is, that is a big one. So I think that just a good way to wrap all this up. A reminder, we've said it a couple of times, stress is not bad. Stress is not your enemy. Unmanaged stress is your enemy. Unmanaged stress is what will tank you. It will, what will hurt you and will end up wrecking your life. Managed stress is good. It is motivating. It is fulfilling. It is worth, worth, worth it 
if you can manage your stress. So that my, my final words. Ah, man, couldn't have said it better myself. Listeners, we hope you have had and gained some amazing understanding here. That's what this is all about. We're providing you value in Q3 of this year. We're moving now. This is Q3. We are here. We're almost all the way through this year. 23 is going to be a wrap here soon. And we want you to be packed full of value, ready to take on 2024. Here with the How To Hobby Boys. Sean, good luck on your speech next week or no, tomorrow. 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 Yeah. Yes. Listeners, this episode will be up at the regularly slated time. We It, it, it pops in your inbox 6 a.m. Friday. So when you're hearing this, just, just mark the calendar for, for Fridays. How to Hobby Day is what we're calling it from here on out. And my goodness, we hope you've had a wonderful time listening to this segment. You know where to find us at the How to Hobby podcast thank you for listening to another episode of the how to hobby podcast we hope you enjoyed what you've heard and if you did please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast we'll catch you next time and wherever you are we wish you the best thanks for listening